I love the DCTF Insider enough to come back for a second day in a row. To swim through this podcast one more time. Tep and Steph, your premium Texas high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. So, so very premium. So choice. The, the, the choicest cut of this pod, of this podcast cow. The uh, burnt end this of the Texas end. high school football podcasting world. <laughs> I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. And if it sounds like we're a little unenthused to be doing this... And if it does, for two things. First of all, if it sounds like we're a little unenthused to be doing this, um, this is because this is the second time we're doing this. Yes, it is. We're recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday, and yesterday we had a really good podcast. I felt really good about it. Yeah, I can't. I was in, I was off yesterday celebrating Columbus Day, quote unquote. Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes. Please. Canadian Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, that's yes. what I refer to it as. Uh, so I, I had a lot of energy. I was ready to go, and, and it was great. And, and then we went back over to the computer to turn it off and, and clap our hands together and, and go our separate ways, and then... There was a look of panic on your face. And I go, oh, no. Uh, yeah. So we are now doing this again for the second time. So we will attempt to have the same amount of uh, courage, the same amount of uh, enthusiasm. I think we will be. I think there's... The good thing about this is that there's, it's, it's a great week. Of high school football. It is. Um, this is your week six review and week six preview edition of Step and Te- Step. And Step. Oh, man, you're putting my name first now. See, but man. We're also, the thing is, we're also in, like, a different room. If it sounds a little echoey, we're not doing it in the DZTF studio. Because it's an ice box. It is an ice box. The air conditioning is stuck on. And so we are attempting to um, fix all that. In any case, we are... Proud to be doing this. Thank you very much for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We're soldiering through. Yeah, we are. We're going to try to be excited. We're going to be try to be excitable. We're going to try to uh, pretend as if this is the first time we're saying all these things. Uh, but uh, we want to be honest with you. So let's start, as we always do, with our Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. And here is something. I changed the Texas High School Football Oh, fact dang it. I did. Because you were going to nail it. I hey, was. Hey, Matt Stepp, what's the lowest scoring game this year? Oh, it was Irving and Fort Worth Pascal. Irving <laughs> lost to Pascal 5 to nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe you got that. Yeah, that was the high school football fun fact in what we will refer to as the lost episode mm-hmm. of Step and Step. Yes, the lost episode. So now I've got another one. So um, I got a... a um, uh, I was doing, putting together a graphic for Fox Football Friday on Fox Sports Southwest. Shameless and plug, shameless, shameless plug. plug. Please watch it. And they wanted to know which teams that are normally in the playoffs may be in some danger of missing the playoffs this year. And so in order to do that, I had to go through and I had to look up the longest playoff streaks. Right. We know, we've talked about droughts. Matt Stab, there are five teams that have made the playoffs at least 26 years in a row. Can you name, that an active playoff streak of 26 years or more, can you name all five? I could ask you the number one, but I think you might know that. Cal Allen. Cal Allen is number one. They've yeah. 33 in a row. Cal Allen. Um, 26 years. I'll give you one very small hint. They're pretty obvious. Yeah. It's not like there's some like Houston ISD school. Yeah, like well, I mean, Yates had one for a long yeah, time. They, they did. ended a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Um, I want to say South Lake, but I think they've missed South Lake. I think they missed like their first year when they went from three A to four A. South Lake has only been eighteen times. Yeah, in I think a row. they missed. It looks like they missed in '99. Yeah, right when they moved up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cal Allen for sure. Um, Alito. Alito, no. They have made it 22 times in a row. Okay. The last time they missed was 1995. All right, I'm, I'm struggling In fact, here. they missed from... The Alito like was eight, bad. Eight straight years. Yeah, Alito was bad until Buchanan got there. It's so weird, because like, all you know is yeah. Alito dominance. All right, I'm, I'm going to throw in the towel. I mean, I, I know okay. Cal Allen, but I, right. I, don't, I don't want to drag this out too long. Second place. Austin Westlake has made it 30 years in a row. Okay. Again, these are all bl- these are blue bloods. Yeah. Third place, 27 years in a row, the KD Tigers. Okay, yeah. And then tied at 26, Salina. Okay. And Refurio. 
Okay. They've made 26 years, years in a row. But I was looking at this because one of the, I was looking for names that, of teams that I think are in danger of snapping long playoff streaks. Abilene Wiley might be in danger. It could be. Their 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 district is more manageable than their yes. Their district's more manageable, so they'll they'll get it together. But they've made 24 years in a row. Um, I think that Texas High is in danger. Yeah. Uh, they're they're looking at fourth right now, for probably. And really, not even that because yeah. McKinney North, they're going to have to beat West Mesquite or Poteet. They've made it seventeen years in a row. Yeah. Um, Albany has an ugly record, but I think they'll get in. I agree. They, but they made it sixteen years in a row. Uh, Brenham, I, I think, is in legit. That's yes. a weird district. Brenham is in some serious trouble. Yeah, they're in some serious yes. trouble because that's a weird, like they're in Austin. Very. District. It's uh, what's the word? How would, what's the descriptive word of the word parody? Like paratisnal, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of parody in that district. Parody heavy district. Parody heavy district. Yes. They're in danger, and then um, Mule Shoes probably toast. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they've they're lost. They've made it 14 years in a row, and then the same goes for Seagraves. They're in danger too. They've made it 14 years in a row. But those were, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I want to dial up. That's your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. There you go. So let's take a look back at week six. It's weird because we're doing this on Tuesday, and so I like I've already fully moved on. We've already put the bed. I week six to bed. So, so very briefly, very briefly, I thought that it was a pretty chaotic week. I thought that there were a number of upsets and near upsets and sometimes it was the near upsets that are cocking my eyebrow a little mm-hmm. bit more. Pleasant Grove, Carthage. Mm-hmm. We did have an upset. Uh, Connolly over Lorena. Wait that is a real red flag for yeah. me. Connolly's so weird. Yeah. Alito got pushed for a while mm-hmm. but but mashed the gas. Uh, Lufkin and Lufkin Magnolia. Lufkin got pushed, yeah. We'll probably talk about them a little bit later if mm-hmm. I know if I know uh, anything about what this podcast is going to sound like from I don't know just hypothetically doing it one time yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, was, a, was it Corpus Christi Veterans? Vets I saw got, that. Vets got pushed hard by Ray. Ray, Ray lived that game for that's a long a, time. That's a better Ray team. Yes, that's a better Ray team. And and sharp uniforms. Very oh, yeah. the the red stripes on yes. the shoulders, strong, Those strong are look, really strong, real choice. But yeah, and it's like, but then there are other games where it's like you, you don't really know how to read it. It's like okay, Lexington beats Shiner, and like on one hand, this is a three over two A, and in a vacuum, you'd say yeah, the, the good three A team should beat the good two A team. But all that does for me is throw into doubt once again what exactly is going on in two A Division One. Like yeah. I just. I just don't know, and, and all that all that makes me wonder. And this is not fair because Mason hasn't done anything wrong. Mason's throttled everybody yeah, in front of them. Bunch of three A schools. They, yeah, but it makes me wonder, like, what if we're wrong? And what if it's what if the state champion isn't coming out of what if it's like New Deal or something? What if it's New Deal? Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, speaking of two A Division One, I, I have a little news that I did not share on the podcast yesterday that I got today. Oh, my sources are indicating that Refurio is, fl- is scrapping the Flex Cat. Are they? And they're going with the spread. They're going back to the spread. I've heard that that's what that's been the plan on the bye week. That is the hot rumor coming out of that area is that Refrio is going back to the spread. So that's keep an eye on that. And when they start district play this week, I don't want to say hitting the panic button, but like, I mean, obviously, I mean, you, uh, I know. Max and Ish went down and saw Martin Refurio, yeah. and they said the offense just looks lost. Yeah, and I was down there in Goliad, yeah. and there was a lot of lot of talk about Refurio and, and the the offense have being a major issue. So let's keep an eye. Uh, that, that's for you, DCTF insider, to well, keep an eye on that uh, well, Refurio changing the offense back to the spread. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Like, what if? I mean, look, right now the number three team in our computer rankings in four A division in two A division one. Do you know who it is? Uh, is it a new deal? It is Sundown. Really? Okay. Sundown's number three. The only loss is to Abernathy, who's a 3A. So It goes Mason, Shiner, Sundown, Refurio, and Tenahaw. Tenahaw's a team. Didn't they lose in week one? Uh, week two. two. They lost Lost early. to... Lost to uh, they lose to Love... No, Love, I think they beat Love Lady. Who did Tenahaw lose to? Maybe it was Groveton or something. It was like four... Let me see. They lost like fourteen to two or something. Some weird. They score. lost in week one okay. to Troop. They beat Love Lady fourteen to two. Okay. They lost in week one to Troop, which is a a three A. A three A. It's a weird loss. Yeah. Week one, new coach. New coach, you young know. team. 
Uh, but since then, they've, they've kind of kept rolling, although I don't think they've beaten anybody of note. Other than um, Love Lady. Love Lady's their best win. That's a great win, though. A um, couple weeks, 10-26, they go to Garrison, and yeah. there, there's your, there's your mm-hmm. beer measuring stick. But that's my thing. is like, what if it's not reaching for? Like, we kind of had it in our brain of, like, that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Whoever comes out from Refurio, Shiner, and Mason's going to win the title. And again, Mason hasn't done anything wrong. They'll probably beat Brackenville this week. Shiner's probably going to finish. Shiner gets Yorktown, which is... They're not lunch meat. No, Yorktown's not. I, I've, I think Yorktown's a team to keep an eye on as a, as a sleeper in mm-hmm. Region Four. But it's, it's just it's just really interesting, and um, and and yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. That's it's we, we've kind of I'm, I'm starting to this past week week six just made me question a number of my preconceived notions. All right, let's get on to our week seven preview. If this is your first episode of Tep, Tep and Step, welcome. The way that we operate around here is that we go we go draft, although it's not a snake draft. Because then you would get two picks in a row. Yeah. We just go draft back and forth, and we pick the games that we are most interested in. And once they're off the board, then they're off the board. I win the toss. I'm going to go first, and I could pretend that there's any um, there's <laughs> there's any sort of like uh, um, like I'm actually deciding here. Unless I want to switch up which games I want to do, but we did it yesterday. Yeah. So. I, I kind of don't remember a couple of my games. Oh, like, interesting. Oh, yeah, okay, so. I've got it written down here. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the game that I honestly and truly believe is the best game in the state, and it's Gunner and Holiday. Yeah. Um, the computer believes that this is number five versus number six in uh, 3A Division One. Oh, the computer only has Gunner number five. Yes. So Surprising. the way that they've got in 3A Division One is oh, I'm sorry, 3A Division Two. Thank two, you. Yeah. Uh, is Computer's got Newton one, duh. Yeah. Uh, New- it's probably, honestly, Newton and then a gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Newton one, Cisco two. Okay. Lexington three. Okay. Childress four. And then Gunner and Holiday five and six, respectively. Um, this game interests me in a lot of ways. First and foremost is that I think that these two teams are built rem- really similarly. These are teams that want to play defense. Uh, I tweeted it today that they have uh, given up a combined 49 points in their 11 games, which yeah. is absurd. That's, that's insane. I think I, think I, I think I had a note in the preview. Holiday's only allowed 25 points this yeah. year. And so. it's, it's, it's silly. They've, like Both these teams have been really good, and they both want to run the ball. Tristan Boyd, the running back uh, for Holiday, I think is one of the more underrated players in the state. He's been really good for them. Mm, yes. uh, I know that I've talked with some of the assistants. I've got a buddy who's on the staff at Gunner, and he's told me he's like, "Dude, like you watch film and they're legit. Like this yeah. team is real." And then Dylan Jance, obviously, and that fun Gunner. Braden Clopton, mm-hmm. and, and the quarterback's been really good yeah. for Gunner. I mean, they've won mm-hmm. state seven on seven. Mm-hmm. They're throwing the ball a little bit more this year. Yeah, it's it's a super fascinating game. And, and beyond that, uh, the winner is almost certainly. They they take the mantle of team to beat in three A Division two or three A Division two region two. Yeah, they, like, they become the favorite. They for become sure. the favorite. Well, Gunner, Gunner stays the favorite. Holiday maybe emerges as yeah. a favorite. And and especially if Holiday goes on the road and beats Gunner, yeah, that would be impressive to me. And and look, Gunner's not in the business of dropping regular season games. No, it's this, been a while. It's been a while since they dropped a regular season game. Um, to me. I think that it's going to be who can be a little bit more versatile, who can who can pull out those one or two plays that are going to get the defenses that are so good off balance. Because mm-hmm. the thing about these defenses is that these aren't these defenses aren't full of like blue chip like defensive backs who are just flying all over the place. The reason these defenses are good is because they're well coached and they play really sound assignment football. Yeah, tackle well. They're yeah. always in the right spots. Yeah, they're just always in the right spots. And so, if you can get them off balance, and that's where I think um, that this uh, that this Gunner quarterback, uh, whose name is I already forgot it. You had it right on top of your head yesterday. I really did. I was yeah. I was I was right there You're on it. See, guys, I'm telling you, yesterday's podcast was awesome. Um, the quarterback, whose name is... You're listening to live coverage of me looking up the quarterback's name. Ethan Everson. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they can hit a couple plays, that's where they might have the advantage. Because then, then that's going to take loosen up the Holiday defense, mm-hmm. and then, then it's going to allow Jantz and Clopton to do what they do. Now, Hol- now, the thing is, Holiday can, you know... They can throw it a little bit too, but th- that's not where their game is. Basically, they are they're essentially a play action team. They throw the ball, they throw the ball thirty three times in five games. Yeah. Part of it is they haven't had to. No, they've been like, up. They won fifty six nothing last week. They probably weren't slinging it around up fifty six to nothing. But this is a Wichita team Falls that yeah, But this is a team that when they're rolling, they want to have like a seventy thirty run. Mm-hmm. 
And so, to me, this is going to come down to who can who can come up with those one or two plays to get the defense off off um, off kilter. Uh, right now, the computer uh, believes that Gunter is a four point favorite. One thing to consider is that there's basically a two to three point home field advantage baked in. So it's a, it's a close game, yeah. It's a squeaker. Nothing like last year's playoff game that Gunner won forty-eight to seven. No, I think this is going to be a close game. And I wonder, you know, I I really wonder, um, I wonder if if if, if Holiday like I, I I know they haven't forgotten it. Of course not. Like, they shouldn't have. They're gonna they might come in with a little edge, and that's that's going to be really interesting. So that's my number one pick. I'm taking Gunner and Holiday. I really do believe it's the best game of the season. I think Max and Ish are going to go to that game. There you go. Yeah, it should be fun. If they're there, it's definitely the best game. So I've, I've left it wide open because, again, as we mentioned, it's a banger week. It is all across the state. There are going to be, there are going to be games. There, going to be, there will be at least two games that are battles of unbeatens that we will not draft. Yeah. yeah they, there's, it's a, it's a great week. All right. I'm, I'm not going with the battle of unbeatens, but I'm going with a big – my first pick. I'm going to Austin. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Lakes, unbeaten Lake Travis, looking for a little revenge after losing to Austin Westlake last year, taking on the 4-1 Westlake Chaparrales. Um, clearly this game is for the district championship in 25-6A. Mm-hmm. These two, as they've shown through early district play, are head and shoulders better than everyone else in the district. I think uh, Westlake the last three, and last three games has outscored their opponents 178-0. So that just tells you how dominant, and Lake Travis has had a similar level of dominance in, in district play mm-hmm. as well. So um, I think this is the game to keep an eye on. It's a huge game in Austin. There's a lot of bragging rights, and I can promise you, Lake Travis has not forgotten about what happened last year because Westlake. I'm guarantee you, they've heard it all for a year now how Westlake beat Lake Travis. I guarantee you, Garrett Wilson, Hudson Card, and that that crew, Hank Carter. They've got this one circled. Yeah, and and that's it's it's very interesting to me that. I I want to say this in a way that's delicate and doesn't insult either coach, but I think ever since Todd Dodge arrived, he looked at that as the game you got to win. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to beat Lake Travis. That's the name of the game. If you're the coach at Westlake, you got to beat Lake Travis. That's that's what you got to do. I think Hank Carter, and that's not to say that he didn't have his eyes set on state championships. Of course he did, but I think that he I think that he pulled out all the stops a little bit more than Hank Carter tends to because Hank Carter is all about. The six games you got to win to win a state championship. Yeah. That is his, his, his number, teams are typically he, playing their best football his, week 12, 13. His one and only goal is that. And that's not to say, obviously, that's not Dodge, Coach Dodge's uh, thing. But, like, for example, go back to last year when they opened with getting kind of their doors blown off by Converse Judson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of get the feeling Hank Carter is like, good, all right, now we got something to work on. we got some film on ourselves and we got to fix these things and we know what, where we've got to be. Um, and I so I wonder though if last year changed that, if that after spending because look it's easy to say this isn't you know this is just another game when you're winning just yeah. another game. Mm-hmm. Now it's a rivalry now. Lake Travis had won ten in a row. Yeah, Westlake won. Westlake won. Game on. And this game's back at Shap Stadium. Yeah. And I don't know. This is fascinating. I think the biggest like. Um, the the key component in this game is Westlake running back Trip Graham. He's got to go for like a hundred yards. Yeah, he's got to. Westlake cannot get into a shootout with with Lake Travis. This this, no. this iteration of Westlake's not built that way. I'm really interested to see, but you know, Lake Travis especially. You know, you look at their schedule and they blown through their four district opponents really easy, and they're not their one non district game is against Arlington Martin, who at the time we thought was pretty good, and that win hasn't aged well because Martin's struggled. No. So that was one of their showcase win. Yeah, I want to see Lake Travis. Punching against someone who's in in their their neighborhood and their ballpark. Mm-hmm. So Westlake, we, we've at least seen Westlake. Mm-hmm. They beat Belton, good Belton. Good win, good win. Uh, uh, that's a win that that has aged. Yes, well. and then they lost to Cy Ranch, but it's a good Cy Ranch team. It was a close game. So we've at least seen Westlake. You know, they blew a big lead, but they at least you know they had a big lead in that mm-hmm. game. So we've seen Westlake punch against someone in their weight class. We haven't seen that with Lake Travis quite yet. So I just want to see. I think Lake Travis is going to. I don't want to say roll, but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win comfortably. Really? Yes. Okay. You, you'll be, I think you might be surprised in the mega preview the margin that I picked really? in this game. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, now I. That's the thing, and I, I said it on scoreboard, and I'm, I'm sure I just made a whole lot of friends and up on B Cave. Is it B Cave Road? Is that it around there? B Cave. According to Danny Davis, I don't go to Austin, so. <laughs> 
Um, Westlife's got something to prove to me, and that's not fair. But like maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking at that Cy Ranch loss, and I'm like, you know they. They coughed up a twenty-one point lead. Yeah. Like they coughed up a big lead. The, the feeling in our in our office, among, not just us, but everyone, is that we don't think Westlake's as good as they, Westlake's as good as they were last right. year. We think Westlake is a now flawed team. Now here's the thing: they go out there and beat Lake Travis. We'll change our tune real quick. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll say we were wrong and uh-huh. we'll, we'll fly the banner. Exactly right. We'll we'll hop on board the bandwagon. But I think I think to me, Westlake has more to prove to me than than, than Lake Travis. Uh, so that's an excellent pick, obviously. Uh, again, there's a lot of like nobody's going to get a bad game in this mm-hmm. in this draft, uh, and and as such, I'm going to go down a game we had scheduled or a game we've had circled basically since realignment came out. Going down the Brazos Valley, let's go with Lufkin and College Station. It's the defending 5A Division II state champions, uh, College Station, making the move up to Division One. And look, they have, I think, quietly, for all the talk of, of title defenses, they have probably been the most, like, the quietest, take-care-of-your-business title defense so far. You know, maybe outside of Allen, but Allen hasn't necessarily played anybody. Yeah. We'll probably get to them, too. Um, but College Station, bobbing along. Everything's going pretty darn well. One eighteen in a row now. They, yeah, exactly. They're, like, they're looking good. Um, the defense has been really good. Uh, Brandon Joseph leads his defense. His new quarterback, Brandon Williams, I'm putting up a ton of points. Has been has been very good. He's been in complete command of this offense. And so now you've got Lufkin, and Lufkin's got a loss. But this was a team that we had we we had number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football in five A Division one. Their loss is to a six A and a very good six A. Yeah, elite six A. Longview in the last minute on the road, like. I mean, that is the very almost the very definition of like the only loss you could have that's better is like if you had gone to Allen. And yeah. Lost. The, the thing about Lufkin is I f- I felt better about them in their loss than I have in their four wins because their four wins haven't told me anything about them. Yeah. Well, except for concerning me because mm-hmm. the Magnolia win last week. There's that's a little cause for concern. Magnolia is not terrible. They're they're a good team, mm-hmm. but Lufkin should if you're if you're Lufkin and you have aspirations of a state title, you don't win that game by seven points. No, you so, you roll them, and and that that you're right. That's concerning, especially on the defensive side, because Colchester is going to bring it. Now, I think having Kawan Thomas their quarterbacks in you know back from injury is good. Jalen Polk is a, a freak. Yes, he's a freak. Um, it's going to be up to the long to the Lufkin defense. I think. Yeah, the Lufkin D line, which has been banged up, you know, Braylon Garcia mm-hmm. and Carl Williams. Those guys are going to have to be healthy, and Lufkin's defense is going to have to make plays and slow this College Station offense down. They're going to have to bring the heat, and and if if they have a big game, then I think that they can they can absolutely win this game. I still think that they are arguably. I, I'm still I'm not hopping off the bandwagon. I still think they're the best team in five A Division one. I. I think that I'm, I'm not hopping off the bandwagon quite yet, uh, but College Station can make a statement. The other thing about this, College Station. Do you know what the record is all time in their in district games? Uh, I saw you tweet it, but it's re- it's really good. Thirty and two, and those two losses. Temple, Brian, both to Brian, both to Brian. Wow, which is weird, right? Brian had a couple of good years yeah. there in five A. Fourteen and fifteen, I think it was. Yeah, uh, but they, I mean, they've won twenty something or like you know maybe nineteen in a row of wow. uh, district games. They do not lose district games. Steve no. Huff gets them ready for district games. So this is a fascinating matchup. Um, a computer has this. Where does the computer have this? Do, 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 do. Um, I bet you can hear me typing because it's a little echoey in here. They have call station is a five-point favorite. Again, probably about a three-point um, home field advantage baked in. So they've got essentially call station by two on a neutral site. I buy it. I, I can it. see that. I think Lufkin is due, and I think we are going to see a big effort from Lufkin this week. I'm calling it. I think Lufkin's going to have a big effort, and they're going to they're, they're gonna be they're going to kind of make a. I don't know if they're going to make. I don't say make a statement because that implies they're going to blow College Station out, but I think they're going to make their presence known this week. Number two College Station versus number four Lufkin, uh, and they are it's a, it's a sandwich with Alvin Shadow Creek at number three as the meat. I'm never going to get tired of talking about number three, Alvin Shadow Creek. Then just keep rolling. By the way, they're probably going to beat Galveston Ball this week. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's my second pick. What's your and second Brad pick? Brad Butler has great taste in burgers. Because <laughs> he's a zinc burger stand. Yeah, I love it. All right. I'm going out to West Texas. 
Big rivalry game. I'm two for two on my picks so far, right? From last yesterday. No. Oh. <laughs> Odessa and Permian. Did I have that on my? It is. All, that is one of them. Your, pick. Went, that was your out of order. That was your third pick. Oh, I'm out of order. Okay. okay. I, t- I like it. Yeah. Uh, going out to Odessa. Odessa versus Odessa Permian. Oh, I know what my second game is now. Okay, that's all right. We'll get to that one. Um, I like how we're, I like how we just keep referencing a podcast nobody else will yeah, ever hear. The Lost Podcast. <laughs> um, tell you what, this is a, this is a bitter, bitter rivalry. Odessa High and Permian. Odessa High, they're the they're the legacy school in town, the west side of Odessa, and all they hear about for fifty years is Permian, 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 Permian. How good Permian is, and how Odessa High is terrible. Recent history says even when Odessa High is bad, they play Permian really tough, and they give Permian everything they want. Well, I got news for you. This is not a bad Odessa High team. This is a 4-1 Odessa High squad. Danny Cervantes, a Permian graduate, by the way, has done a great job getting the Broncos turned around. I think this is a playoff team. They're very tough. They're very physical. They have an identity. And I think they're going to play a favored Permian team really close in front of, uh, I anticipate, 20,000-plus at Ratliff Stadium Friday night. It's going to be great. The key, the, the, the guy to watch in this game, and the whole game probably is about Josh Lara, the running back for Odessa, because they are not built to get in a shootout. No. They can't. And one, oh, not no, with Permian. Not with Permian. No. Permian, Peyton Powell, Ed Williams. Ed, Justin Hammonds. This team, is, this team can, can fly. Two and, losses are close games to DeSoto and South Lake Carroll. You, at South Lake Carroll, too. If, if you want to get in a track meet with Permian, you don't want it. I no, promise you. No. You don't want that smoke. And so, it's got to be Josh Lara. He's got to grind it out. He's going to need, like, 30 carries. Keep he, this game in the 20s. Exactly. Keep this thing win at 27-21, something like yeah. that. Uh, the the computer is not buying Odessa. Yeah, I remember you said that. Yeah, they're, they're not big on Odessa. They're big on Permian. they got Permian 15th in the state. Yeah, they got Permian 15th in the state. Um, Odessa's, like, what, 72 or something? Yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a um, they've got Permian favored by 22. This is not a 22-point game. I will uh, allow me to your point about the, the, the rivalry here. May I read a tweet? Sure. From at Odessa Football. Okay. To be clear, to be clear, not affiliated with Hector County ISD or Odessa High School. So this is just a fan. Okay? okay. This is just a fan who I think just puts out a lot of uh, stuff about Odessa High. <clears throat> Quote. They don't get they don't get this worked up over Lee. They don't put twenty thousand in Ratliff for the Lee game. They don't don't have a hate week for Lee. So when they tell you OHS isn't worthy of being their rival, ask them why they spend so much time and effort trashing them. End quote. Mm-hmm. It's Listen, it's real, guys. It's, it's a bitter rivalry. This is it, a this, real rivalry. Yeah. And these two teams don't okay. like each other. It's going to be jumping at Ratliff. And if Odessa pulls this off, oh boy. Yeah. This is this is a, it's going to be a weird moment for Danny Surveillance. I'll tell you this. Permian Peyton Powell moved in from Midland Christian. He's a four-star recruit. He's been good this year, but he hasn't had a breakout, look-at-me kind of, I'm making my presence no moment. What better stage to do it than Friday night in the cross-town, their, their cross-town rival, Odessa High, in front of a huge crowd at Rattler If State. he does that, then suddenly he becomes, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't buy soda at the... Yeah, uh, not on the east side of Odessa for exactly very, right. very long, yeah. Excellent pick there. I'm going to go down to southeast Texas. This game, let's go to New Caney, Texas, and talk Ooh. about the unbeaten Port Arthur Memorial Titans. We don't talk enough of Golden Triangle football, Greg. Against, <laughs> against the New Caney Eagles. There's one loss in this game, and it's, it's uh, New Caney has it. It was their opener to Crosby. Unbeaten Crosby. Unbeaten Crosby. But since then... On one hand, they haven't necessarily played anybody, but on the other hand, they've taken care of business. They've been dominant. They've been very dominant. New Caney has been very dominant. The offense is really starting to hum. This is kind of what they thought. And this junior quarterback, Zion Childress. Putting up some big numbers. This dude is for real. And he's a lot of fun to watch. He's lightning in a bottle out there. Uh, The defense has been pretty much good all year long. Um, they, they, a pretty young defense, Bradley Gurley and company, but the defense for New Caney has been pretty good all year long. Well, here they go. They're, they're taking on Port Arthur Memorial. And Port Arthur Memorial, to be entirely honest, they haven't played anybody either. Unless we still don't know what to make of Beaumont United. I think Beaumont United's an uh, probably an average 6'8". Yeah. yeah I, I was looking at that district uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, I was actually texting with a Westbrook coach, Eric Peavy, today, trying to find out their district tiebreaker. One, mm-hmm. of my, one of my weird projects is trying to find out district tiebreakers. Um, so that might come in handy on Fox Football Friday. Ooh. Um, but uh, he asked me what my thought of the district was. How do I think things are going to shake out? And so I looked at it, and you know, I kind of told him, mm-hmm. well, you know, I think you know, North Shore is going to win it. Duh. Uh, I think Westbrook's probably going to finish second. I started talking, and I was like, you know, after that, you know, Channel View, Deer Park, Laporte, Beaumont United, and kind of CE King, mm-hmm. they're all kind of right there in that mix. There's not a lot of difference. So, um so, United's probably to, to say it a long way to say I think United's an, a, a, about an average six A program. You're, you're probably right. Now the one thing I will say about the one thing I'll say about this um, this Porter Memorial team, I love their defense. Love their their defense. Honestly, feeds their offense. Their offense is, is good, but it, but they play that nasty physical kind of. Exactly. They play they play golden triangle triangle yeah. hurt you defense. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring the pain. Exactly. Um, they they want to get the you know the, the offense is, is kind of secondary to this, but this defense, Javante Hopkins, Jacob Washington, Lazarus May, Dewan McMillan, this team they want to hurt you, and the one thing I'll say about Memorial, and I'm sure I'm gonna hear about it. They do sometimes have a tendency to struggle to get out of first gear. They struggled in last week. They they pretty much slowed. Like they struggled out of the gate in the first quarter and before hitting the gas and getting yeah. at Goose Creek Memorial. If they struggle again to get out of the gates against New Caney, they might be down like seventeen nothing. Yeah, and then then you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole against and a then team, you're chasing against a team in your weight class, right? A team in your weight class and a mm-hmm. team that wants to. A team that wants to, you know, wants to keep you at arm's length. So this is an interesting matchup down there. Um, did I? Let me make sure I've got this right. This is for the district title, right? Uh, um, I mean, Porter will probably have something. To say yeah, about I, I think we thought this was pretty much the district. These title. are probably this is probably the, the rest of it's title. HISD. I think for the most part. Yeah. And then you got Galena Park and Goose Creek. So yeah. yeah. I think this is for the district. And title. by the way, this matters because if you win this district. When you're in District 9, you're matched up against District 10 in by district You want the as lowest seed as possible. You, you want, want to a, play the fourth seed. Yeah. The fourth seed may still end up being Richmond Foster, yeah. but it's better than playing Angleton. Or Friendswood. Or Friendswood. Or, God forbid, Shadow Creek stumble a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, this is a big game for this as far as playoff seeding is mm-hmm. concerned. So Start to run into that later in the year. The yeah. further you go in the year, the more and more you, these things come up. Keep an eye on Port Arthur Memorial New King. That's my third pick. What's next for you? All right. My original second pick was today <laughs> my third pick. Born down the Rio Grande Valley, Greg. Let's do it. One of my favorite places in the state. Undefeated. One of the seven unbeaten matchups in the state this week. Edinburgh Vela, 6-0, 2-0 in district play, taking on Westlaco. Surprising Westlaco. Mm-hmm. 5-0 and 1-0. Really intrigued. This is a could be for the district title in District Thirty Six A. I think these are the two best teams, or Thirty One Six A. Excuse me. I think these are the two best teams. Uh, yeah. You know, Vela is the consensus number one team in the valley. They have have. Well, so East is probably yeah. East is a solid team. Probably too. right yeah. in that mix too. But yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Vela is the valley's consensus top team. Um, <clears throat> they've done nothing to make anyone think otherwise. They've got a kid who got to see play, Daniel Enriquez. You've got to see that guy. <clears throat> Just don't put the ball in his hands. So I was he's scoring lo- touchdowns. I was looking this up. So he is. I think it's he's. I think he's got six receiving touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown, and a kickoff return touchdown. Yeah, and last year he returned like six kicks yeah. for touchdowns. He was unreal last year. He also had like seven interceptions yeah. as well. He, he can do it all. <clears throat> I bet in the playoffs he will be playing on both sides of the ball and he'll be out in the field pretty much every snap. He's fun to watch. They've got a lot of other weapons. <clears throat> the big question mark that Vela had coming into the season was quarterback. Their sophomore, A.J. Satello continues to progress every week. They put up big numbers last week. They've got a lot of weapons. They're really versatile. They're going up against a Westlaco team that, you know, they've got a guy on the sidelines who knows Vela very well. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to have, they're gonna have a, 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 unique, a unique insight into how this op- operation works. Yes, as Mike Salinas, who is the head coach at Westlaco in his second year, uh, was the coach? At, he opened Vela. He was the co- first head coach at the school in the school's history at Vela. Got the program going. He knows a lot of these players. He knows 
obviously doesn't know the scheme because they have, they have a new coach, John Campbell. But I mean, he knows a lot of players, knows their strengths and weaknesses. And I think this is going to be this. This adds a little extra element of intrigue to a game that's already going to be a full house in Westlaco. If you've, mm-hmm. you've ever seen a game in Westlaco at uh, Bobby, is it Lackey? Lackey Stadium. Bobby Lackey Stadium. It's a cool atmosphere right in the middle of town, the main drag. It's a big stadium. There will be 13,000 people in there. Be a full house. It'll be a fun atmosphere, and I'm really intrigued to see this one. How, how this one goes. Uh, yeah, you're right. Again, this is the kind of game where you could tell me what the score is and remove which teams are on it, and I can tell you who won it. Because if you're Westlaco, this game's got to stay in the 20s. Yeah, you don't get in a shootout with Vela. No, you don't. No one in the Valley wants to get in a shootout with Vela. No, but the the, the defense, the lower scoring, the better here for, for Westlaco. Uh, this big thumping middle linebacker Marco Noriega is, is is a star for the this Westlake team. They've got to keep the score low, uh, and you're right. I mean, if they now there will obviously be a lot of Edinburgh, a lot of Vela fans traveling from Edinburgh over. Yeah, to, it's not too far. Not too far. Minutes. But let me tell you, if Westlake gets up in this game like seven nothing, ten nothing. That stadium's going to start to shake. Oh yeah, and you got to wonder those legacy Valley programs like Harlingen, mm-hmm. Westlaco, Donna, mm-hmm. the real old school, the original high schools in town. When they get those big crowds, man, it, it's it's wild. And to quote the philosopher Ron Washington, you never know what those booty holes are going to do. Okay, <laughs> so if you're Westlaco, you jump out to like a ten nothing lead. Suddenly, yeah. it could be squeaky bum time. Yeah, yeah. For uh, for for Vela, so I'm I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see. I want to know what the what the score is at the end of the um, the third quarter or first quarter. And because if it's ten nothing, Westaco's in it. But if Vela jumps out to like a tw- like a twenty, if it's tw- like twenty to seven or something like that, yeah. then yeah. they're probably going to cruise. It's an interesting matchup. All right, I'm going to take the obvious one. It's the only time we'll probably ever talk about these, this, this team before the quarterfinals. I'm going to talk about the Allen Eagles. Talk about, talk about Allen. All right, talk give them some Allen. love. The Allen Eagles hosting Plano East, 7 p.m. Friday. Did you like that stat I tweeted today? Yeah, that's a school size. So that's this insane. Is, that's the most is, insane thing. These two schools, these, this is the number one and number three largest schools in the state. Uh, Allen famously has more than a 66-64. They have more people in the school than my, than my town, Everman, has yes. in Old Town. Um, they have 66-64. Plano East is number three in the state at like 55-ish. Yeah. What I'm saying is that there's 12,000 students in these two schools combined. It's the lar- this is enrollment wise is the largest game in Texas high school football history. That'll get broken in, in a month when they play Plano West, who's yes. the second largest school in the state. In any case, that's that's interesting. Look, I, I've said it in a couple of different venues, but like the 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 intrigue here is first of all, Plano East can play some defense. This defense, I like their defense. Flies. They, they play with an edge. Trey o- Tyler Owens rather. Flies around the big defensive front, Noah Richards, and you're right. They play with a little, they put a little stank on it. Yeah, which is different for playing the East because playing the East has had a reputation recently of being soft. Right. Being a soft team that doesn't want to, when you get hit in the mouth, they fold up. And this Plano East team does not seem to have that personality. They play with, they, they put a little stank on it. Yeah. They want to play. Now, I don't think the offense has put together four quarters yet. Fits and starts. It, it really has been. But if they put it together, then they're going to have they're going to be able to lay in a punch. Okay, and that would be an improvement over anything we've seen. Yeah, them. Allen has not been punched in the mouth all no, year because they've played three and a half games against Texas opponents. Those Texas opponents are combined six and nineteen, and four or five of those wins are Capels. Yeah, four of them are Capels. Yeah. I mean, they played Mesquite Horn, who's oh, winless. Six. Uh, last week they beat McKinney. Yeah, McKinney. Are they winless? I believe McKinney's winless. Um, I mean, they have not played anybody. And yeah. we don't know about this team from Salt Lake City. Now, look, Allen's probably going to win this game. They're the favorite. They're 96-3 and three in their last 99 games. They're, <laughs> they're their favorite. Gonna, they're probably going to win this game. Nobody's saying they're going to win this game. hasn't beat him since 1999. But I want to see somebody land a punch. And I, I feel like... Allen play their starter for four quarters. I want to see... I think Plano East can keep this thing a game through three quarters. Or at least a halftime. Allen fans might enjoy that. They might think... Yes. They might... Like, you know, we need to see our guys play four quarters. Yes. We need to see our guys get tested. I think... 
I think they will get tested at some point. I you think, don't want that first test to be in the fourth round of the and playoffs. To fail. You know what yeah. I mean? I think Terry Gamble wants it. I think Terry Gamble's excited about it. I think he wants to I think he wants his team to get punched to face a little bit of adversity. Because otherwise you do become soft. And you do become like, oh, we're gonna throw our jock on the field and win, mm-hmm. and that's how you get beat by Westlake. Yep. Right? And so my my question is, what happens if if Plano East lands a punch? Do they fold? They probably won't. No. They have a championship pedigree. But you never know. We need to see it. We need to see it. And so I'm, I'm really interested, again, in what the... And look, Grant Tisdale and Theo Weiss are probably going to put on a show. But I also think that this is a defense that can probably keep a top on, on, on this offense. You know, make them march down the field. Make them earn it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very interested in this one. Again, again, I want to be very clear. Allen's almost certainly going to win this game. But we ain't picking against Allen anytime the regular season until unless they lose one. I mean, that's probably yeah, but probably like there's this is a this is a point where I wanna like I wanna talk to somebody who's there after the game and I wanna say, Tell me everything about this game, tell me everything about how this game progressed. So I'm really interested in, in playing Oyster and Allen. That's my fourth pick. All right. <clears throat> my fourth pick, uh, back in South Texas. I've got a really tasty district matchup in district, I believe this is fifteen four A Division One. That sounds right. The undefeated number nine ranked in DCTF 4A Division One poll, Avernia Bears, Suddenly. taking on a five and one Beeville Jones team that's uh, flying under the radar and putting up some big numbers of their own. Mm-hmm. And this is you want to see a, a quarterback matchup with two high powered offenses. This Beeville's the place to be Friday night. You got Clayton Chadwick at Lavernia uh, had 327 yards passing, five touchdowns last week after a, a 65 to nothing win over Pearsall last week. And you've got uh, Seth Gomez from Beeville, who's put up, I mean, every week he's putting up 250 passing, 100 rushing, four or five touchdowns every week. Uh, Beeville is 5-1. and one. Their one loss, I think, is to uh, a private school in San Antonio. And uh, they, yeah. They beat Central Catholic last week, yeah. last week, 35-24, another close game. They had a loss the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a really good team. Um, I think Lavernia's strength of schedule is a little bit better than Beeville's. The only thing that, when I look at Lavernia's resume, that worries me is that real close win over Lampasses. Yeah. I know it was on the road. Lampasses is a weird place to play. Mm-hmm. That's a stadium. It's kind of in a pit in the middle of town there. And it's, you know, the Badgers, the Badger, Badger, Badger going. And, but that worries me a little bit because Lampasses isn't a great team. Right. Uh, so that little concerning there. But I think Lavernia's got the slight edge in this one. But I think it's going to be a really fun, really high. The over-under in this one's I'm, I'm probably setting it at 95. Yeah, if you like points... Um, this is this is the the game for you. There's going to be a lot of th- a lot of there. Um, I like it. I like it. Beville uh, Computer has this as a five point game. Lavernia by five. Okay. Um, and this is on the road, so you know big I, district game. Seating's big, big, big district. Seating's on the line here. It's yeah. a five team district. Yeah. One loss can put you from number one to number three seed real quick. In a real in a hurry. So big game in four division one. That's your fourth pick. My fifth and final pick. Where to go? Out east. A team that I have seen in person, the uh, Jefferson Bulldogs, uh, and people are Jefferson by the way are fired up. About this team. Let's go to Riverport Barbecue. Let's go to Riverport. Man, let's Barbecue. do it. Um, I went there because I went there and because uh, they the Thursday night they opened up Pittsburgh and Jefferson, and so I went to Pittsburgh Hotlinks and had that. And I don't I don't think I told you this, but I was in the press box. And um, Hayden Henry was there from the Longview News Journal, and then a couple other guys, like kind of pit guys in Pittsburgh. And they asked me, they're like, "So did you uh, did you go to Pittsburgh Hot Links?" I was like, "Yep, yeah, I sure did." They're like, "What'd you think?" And they gave it like that kind of side eye, like, mm-hmm. "What'd you think?" And I found out afterwards, like, first of all, I did like them. If, if you're going to Pittsburgh Hot Links in Pittsburgh, Texas, this is, by the way, I'm going to talk about the Jefferson game in a moment. Uh, Pittsburgh is not involved in this game. Hmm. Although they've got an interesting game this week. Who they got? Um, I can't remember. It's a district game. That district's is. tough. Who is, who does Pittsburgh have? Do they have Spring Hill this week? No, they got Pleasant Grove. Okay. How about yeah. that? It's a tough game. Anyway, point is, if you, if you go to Pittsburgh Hot Links, the Hot Links are not what you think. They're not sausages. They're not like they're not like bratwurst. Mm-mm. Instead, they're like they're very coarsely ground. Um, they're they're very small. Um, yes. I don't know. I like them. They're unique. They, they're, they're, they're very, they're very unique. unique. You need, you gotta try them once. You gotta try them once. If if they're not for you, then they're not for you. People love them or hate them. That was that was the thing. Like there were guys in there who were like, yeah, I'm not. They're not. I don't like them. Like, yeah. They're just not for me. And I'm like, and he lives in Pittsburgh. But yeah. Like, people either love them or hate them. 
I enjoyed it. Anyway, this is about the team. Let me myself because I saw Jefferson beat them. What Antoine Jimerson's doing out there in Jefferson is is really fun because he's got a lot of dudes who are super like just freaks. TQ Jackson is the guy who's going to get all the headlines. He's there. He's the Arkansas commit, the wide receiver, and he is he is a man among boys. But between him, this little water bug running back, D. Black, this quarterback, Kylan Thomas, and he just kind of slaps him on the butt and says, go play football. Mm-hmm. Let's go play. Let's go play. Let's let's go out there and have some fun. And they look like they're having fun. And they play fast. They play fast. They play with a reckless abandon, and they go sideline to sideline. Well, this week, they are going to need super discipline because they're playing Mount Vernon. And Mount Vernon, as you may know, runs the wing team. And the wing tee, they rang up 327 yards on the ground last week against Hugh Springs. Mount Vernon did. Quarterback Cason Pletcher has been great. Their fullback Adolfo Rodriguez has been very good as well. Uh, they got a running back in Xander Radar uh, that is that is solid as well. I have some, you know, the defense has been pretty good too. But I think that it's one of those. This is one of those teams where the defense is fed by the offense. Mm-hmm. They stay fresh. And so this is an interesting stylistic matchup here. Is that you've got this wide open, just like go full throttle team that just runs all over that now has to go and play assignment discipline football. Yes. And and that's what makes this so so interesting to me. Um, this is a district game. Jefferson's a ten point favorite according to the uh, according to the computer. Um, I think that this is let's see. I think it's one of those games. This is, one of, this is a, well, and this is a weird district too because it's like we don't know what to make of Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like they're two and zero in district, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I, I told you don't 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 sell on Atlanta just yet. Don't sell on Atlanta. Yeah. Like this is an interesting game because it's another game where you're exactly right. You want to talk about a district that you could fall from first to third like that? Here's a game. Yeah. That if you're if you're Jefferson, you're six and zero. Everything's sunshine and daffodils, but suddenly you can't play the wing tee, and then you get beat twice, and you're finishing third. And then and, you're playing West Russ, and then you're in playing West Russ yeah. or Gladewater in the first round. Yeah, and you're toast. This is a huge game. Really interested to see how this uh, sorts out. Again, the computer thinks that Jefferson's a ten point favorite. I think Jefferson's probably a slight favorite in this one. Really interested in this one in three. It's another game where the, you can look at the score and you can tell who's going to win. Exactly. You know, if this game's twenty four twenty one, Mount Vernon won, won yeah. it. If this game's in the forties. Jefferson Jefferson got loose. Yeah. So this is a super interesting game. What's your final pick? All right, I'm going up to Northeast Texas, kind of the same general area, but. And it kind of that little. We talked about this a little bit of a black hole in coverage. Yeah, nobody Paris, covers. Nobody covers that area. Paris is other than the local paper because mm-hmm. Paris does not get the Sherman Denison newspaper coverage. Mm-hmm. They get the TV coverage there, though. Yeah, they do. But they don't. ETSN and our, our buddies in East Texas don't really cover. Go up to Paris, so they don't get talked about a lot. This is a really good Paris team. I saw them in person last week. Uh, they are hosting the Salina Bobcats. Mm-hmm. Key game in District Seven Four A Division One. Both of them are two and zero in District Four and one on the year. Um, I I saw Paris number one. They played they played the quickest games I've ever seen in my life. My game against Anna Paris and Anna last week. I was in Anna, which by the way, Anna beautiful stadium, hmm. great new stadium. They, they redid the press box and the barbecue in the press box. Choice the Coyotes. Yes. Where was it? Was it was it just like locally? Yeah, Legacy Barbecue. It was really good too. Mm. I mean, the jalapeno cheese sausage had the mac and cheese, green beans, mm. brisket, mm. outstanding. Suddenly, uh, I'm had, becoming more inclined to go to an Indian. I had two plates because um, there was plenty. I was like, I can't let this food go away. Which, by the way, we do. We should probably shout this out. But last week we were at Northwest ISD. You did drag me. I, I teased it. We went yes. to, uh, to Northwest ISD Stadium, and they had a uh, the, barbecue the, turkey. The woman, the woman who was running the press box. Uh, asked uh, someone asked like what's on the what's for dinner and she said uh, the best turkey sandwich you've ever had and I'm like okay well so they got turkey sandwiches right I go out there I will be gosh darn if that wasn't the best turkey sandwich pretty good and then she came back at halftime and said we don't want leftovers so we 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 obliged and we we got a second plate we will yeah it's tough for us so uh, sorry (laughs) Paris and Anna started at seven o'clock I was tweeting out the final at nine o three yeah. Uh, and you looked at my. He tweeted and he said, "What?" I remember. I, remember <laughs> I, had to, I literally texted you and I said, "Did you like your game's over?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Yeah." It just, it just, they, they just. My first quarter was 16 minutes real uh, time. Real time. Listen, I'm no longer minutes. on deadline on Friday nights, but that still warms my heart. Yeah, it was crazy. Paris is a number one. Paris, you, you see Paris, and they look the part. 
They've got some dudes. They got a Baylor commit on the offensive line whose name escapes me, but he's six seven three hundred. They got a DN Rashad Richardson who who didn't play. He got hurt right away. Or, you know, Coach Hohenberger post game said he could have played if it was a playoff game. They held him out. He's really good, and their defense even without Richardson completely shut Anna down. They've got about five or six running backs who all do a little something different, but about three of them can absolutely go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darian Williams is their, their, their real – he had a big game against Anna. He's their leading rusher, big-time playmaker. But they're going against the Salina team that it's kind of a mirror image, and that 10-1 yeah. defense mm-hmm. is built to stop rushing attacks like Paris. Yeah, Salina's an interesting squad this year. They're not um, being talked about a lot. They're, they're kind of really Argyle's kind of overshadowing them. They're really not. They're one loss on the years to Fort Worth Nolan Catholic, who's a really good, good private, really school. good, yeah. kind of big private school too. Nolan Catholic's a big private school, yes. And but but you're you're right. Nobody's really talking about them, and I think part of it is because they. I mean, to be real honest, they haven't beaten a good team. They beat Frisco Memorial in the first game Frisco Memorial ever played. New school, yeah. Their game that was going to be their good measuring stick, Argyle Liberty Christian, which was the team that knocked off Brock. Yeah, Liberty Christian beat Brock, yeah. Um, they got, that got canceled because of war on weather. Hashtag war on weather. They lost to Nolan Catholic. And then they beat Fourth Dunbar and the two worst teams in that district, Sanger and North Lamar. Yeah. So now, in the next five weeks, they run through at Paris, home to Melissa, at Anna, which they'll be favored in, and then they close at home against Argyle. Yeah. I mean, that's a gauntlet. They're going to earn it. And so we'll find out a lot more now in like the next five games, four games rather, than we did in the first in the first five. Because this is a team that, you know, we think is pretty good. The defense, again, kind of like what we were talking about with Gunner and Holiday. They're not team. They're, if you're looking for blue, chip, if you're looking for Jalen Catalan out there, yeah, not happening. You're looking for for blue chip Caden Stearns. You're not going to see it. What you're going to see is dudes who have grown up in this system, mm-hmm. who understand how it works and understand assignment football and understand this is my job. And so that's an in, that's what's an interesting matchup for me against Paris is. Can they find a way through this defense? I also think the offense is pretty good. You know, offense is Logan points really good. And they've got a, their quarterbacks been efficient. So mm-hmm. I definitely think this is one. You know, Paris is going to have to. I don't think Paris is going to going to grind it out and drive the ball. They're going to have to no. break some big plays. Yeah, they break loose. They're going to they're housing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I give the slight edge to Paris in my picks this week. I'll, I'll give a little sneak peek into mm-hmm. my picks, uh, mainly because Paris is at home. They've scrimmaged Salina. They're familiar with Salina. So, the, so going against that that defensive front, that ten one defense, won't be a shock to what the Wildcats do. Yeah, and they can throw it when they need to. Kobe Savage, he doesn't throw it much. But when he does throw it, he's very accurate. So. And Paris has got a couple of six foot two receivers. I wonder if they're going to try to open it up just a little bit to loosen that Salina defense up. It will be. Uh, it's an interesting. It's a very interesting matchup. And you're right. In a district that is so wide open, that's so hard to predict. Here, like it's that's one of about five, four or five games that are really going to shape how these teams how, how these teams end up finishing. And by the way, let me pull up their um, let me pull up their district. So there's Argyle. Argyle's probably the favorite for yeah, sure. Yeah, Argyle's a favorite. But getting that number no two doubt. seed would be key. No doubt. The winner of this game is probably going to be the number two seed. Yeah, the winner of this game is probably the number two seed. Uh, and, you know, now they'll probably get through, you know, the, the District 8 is not that great. Uh, but at some point, you're going to run into some one of those teams from District 5, yeah. La Vega, China Springs, Stephenville, Brownwood. Um, or, you know, I'm going to say, Port Worth, Benbrook. Yeah, Fort Benbrook's yeah. got the state's leading rusher. And Kennedale's looming over there Kendale in District looms. Six. You don't want to you don't want to mess around with this. And so I think this is a critical game in this district. In this district seven four division one. So those that's the draft. Um, Step took. Uh, let's see. I've got it. Hold on. Oh my gosh. I, just I know. It. I got. Uh, I took um, 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 Lake Travis Westlake yes. Odessa Permian mm-hmm. uh, versus Odessa. Um, I took Edinburgh Vela, Westlaco, Lavernia, Beville Jones, and Salina Paris. I took Gunner Holiday, Lufkin College Station, Porterville Memorial, New Caney, Allen Plano East, and Jefferson Mount. Banging slate of games. Yes, it's an. I mean, here are some games. Here are some games we didn't mention. Uh, nobody took Woodville and Buna, which is the Battle of Unbeatens. Uh, nobody took uh, Sundown and Floydata, which is. Uh, an unbeaten Floydata team against one a loss, team that the computer loves. One sundown. loss Sundown, yeah. Uh, Holly and Winters is a yeah. great game. Uh, Trinity Haltom, unbeaten. Trinity Haltom. Mansfield Legacy and Highland Park yeah. is a game that I think has lost a little bit of its luster when Jalen Catalan went down, but it's still a great game. Frisco Reedy Lovejoy's undefe- mm-hmm. Battle of Unbeatens. Um, yeah, I, I, 
Coronado and Amarillo thinks a great game. Uh, Jerrington Marion's a great game. I think Westfield and Ike could be a really interesting game because Ike's uh, Aldi and Eisenhower is a very interesting team. Um, yeah, it's a, a lot. It's a games. great, great, great game. It's a great, great week of, of games. So. Let's get to our hipster games of the week, and whereas you went first the first time we recorded this, I'm going to go first this time. All right. I know what my hipster game is, though. I remember that. I am going to go to a game that's so hip and so with it and so, like, cool that it's the second, it's the second biggest game in its own district. Oh. I'm going to some Saturday Night Action in Dehenneth, Texas. Oh, the the tradition that n- hardly anyone knows about, but is one of the most unique traditions in all of football, Texas high school football, the Dehenneth Saturday night game. Dehenneth only plays on Saturdays. Only only home games are on Saturday nights. Yes, they are. Um, they they play on Saturdays because what they they want to go with uh, Hondo. They yeah Hondo. They, they want to go watch Hondo play Friday night. And, and I have been to Dehenneth on a Saturday night for a game. I, I went to Dehenneth and watched Dehenneth and Crystal Crystal play. Cristoval. That's the weirdest brag you've yeah, ever had. I've been to the, yeah, and I asked a bunch of people in town, "What's the deal with Saturday night game?" And it's because back in the twenties, when the schools were open, all the folks from Dehanus wanted to go watch Hondo and all the Hon. And you go to Dehanus. Dehanus is purple. Mm-hmm. You go to a Dehanus home game, and you see a lot of blue Hondo blue mm-hmm. on, the, on in their stands. They come watch, and it's a and Troy Langfield, the coach there, when he first got there, tried to uh, end that tradition. There's two things in Texas high school football you don't mess with. You don't mess with Temple Blue front white back, nope. and you don't mess with Dehanus Saturday night football. Nope. He almost got fired before he coached a game there until, <laughs> until he got the, 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 the he thought better of it and just said we will play on Saturday nights. So this game, uh, Dehanus and Charlotte. Charlotte, probably the the like the quietest undefeated team in the state. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, 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 they've scheduled smartly. They've scheduled smartly. This is a program that has needed some wins, and they got five of them. They're five and zero. Oh. They are look. They are they are rolling right now. The offense has looked very good. Um, they're all you know. Their offense. Uh, the court, uh, quarterback Javon Santos has been very solid for them. Defense has done what it takes. Struggled a little bit last week against Sabinal, but made a comeback and won. Well, now they're running into a Dehanus team with uh, a record that is not going to inspire you. Two and two, uh, three and two. Two and two. Tougher uh, schedule though, right? A much tougher schedule. They have uh, their their two losses this year. Are two. Come on, come on, computer. Uh, they lost to Ingram Moore, and they lost to Brackettville, both of which I believe are bigger than them. Uh, right? Brackett's two A Division One. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ingram Moore three A Division Two. Three A Division Two. Yeah. So both of them are bigger than them. Neither of these teams I think are tested. But here's the thing: this is probably for third place in that district. Um, I I am with all due respect to our friends in well Pettis lost something to do with it. Pettis mm-hmm. is also fine. There are three yeah. 5-0 teams in this district. Yeah, and two f- and a 4-1 team. And a 4-1 team in, in La Prior. And Fall State and La Prior is a big, big game. That's probably for the district title. Another game we didn't talk about. It's a yes. big game. Great game. But this game is really interesting to me. Charlotte can, can prove themselves that they are for real and they're going to make the playoffs if they can come out with a win. Tejanus can, can prove that they're a lot better than their record indicates. A little bit of a retrenching game for them. Exactly right. Very interested in this one. I think both these teams might be coming off of a bye. Um, I know that Dehanus is, and Charlotte. Pretty sure they're in a sixteen district. They had the five sure and then by. Yeah. yeah, they'd be. Yeah, they both yeah. both coming off by. Because Dehanus had a game canceled against Ben yeah. Bolt. You got two weeks to get ready for it. Excited to see what happens when Charlotte and Dehanus get going on a Saturday night. Uh, I don't have to tell people to, to get to that game because if you're in that area, if you're in, um, we, we need to do DCTF road trip on a Saturday night and go do a Saturday night in Dehanus. If you're in, and, and check that listen, out. If you're if you're in Medina County. You're already going to this game, so why are you even why, why are you even listening to me? All right, I'm going to go about 45 miles to the east on Highway 90 mm-hmm. into San Antonio mm-hmm. for what good is being San what's that? Good weekend. Yeah, it is a good week. Yes, you got Reagan and Madison this mm-hmm. week, and then you got this game, which is being dubbed the Water Bowl. Because of uh, the incident at Whataburger a couple of years ago. Oh, my, are they really? Yes, it's being called the Water Bowl. Oh, my God. San Antonio Brandeis against San Antonio O'Connor. Two teams that are in the same district but haven't played in two years because of Northside ISD zoning. They That's were in right. di- opposite zones. This game is already sold out. Northside ISD really? already tweeted it out. It is sold out. There are no tickets available, not even standing room only. There will be 13,000 plus at Ferris Stadium for this game. 
I've been to this game, and it is nuts. The game that I went to when they played a few years ago, and I, I, well, I'll repeat the story. Brandeis and O'Connor played. O'Connor was up by two. Four, it was 14-12. to 12. I looked it up. They were up 14-12 with about six seconds left. And, and O'Connor, or Brandeis is on their own 40-yard line or so, 35, 40-yard line. They ran a crazy lateral play. Ball got lateral around a bunch of time. Time ran out. The O'Connor bench thought that Brandeis player was tackled, ran out onto the field in the middle of the play. The guy got tackled about the 35-yard line. With time expired, ref throws a flag, 15-yard penalty, kick a 37-yard field goal, win the game because of illegal participation. One of the craziest games I've ever seen. The next year was the Whataburger incident with all the students having the food fight at Whataburger. Food fight at Whataburger. Yes. Yes. This this game is absolutely nutso. It will be a huge crowd. It's a big rivalry in town, and there's two really good teams here. Mm -hmm. O'Connor's undefeated. Yes, they are. Uh, They they have. They've they were this was a team that was thirteen and one last year and they're coming into this game I believe six and zero oh right five now. and zero oh. five and zero oh. so mm-hmm. they've won eighteen of their last nineteen games taking on Brandeis good Brandeis team four and one definitely in the mix in the playoffs if Brandeis can get this win they've almost secured themselves they got themselves a buffer win at this point O'Connor gets the win and they've pretty much already passed their toughest tests in district play so this is a huge game with a lot on the line and it's going to be a, a blast did they has O'Connor played Brennan yet. Uh, I think Brennan is the last test Let's for O'Connor. Because O'Connor's beaten Warren. They beat Warren. They beat Warren 14-7. 14 to 7. And then um, they have Brandeis, and they haven't played Jay Brennan yet. Yeah, they get Brennan yeah. uh, 11-3. Whereas Brandeis came. lost to Brennan. Mm-hmm. So, and then yes. Brandeis still has Warren to play. Mm-hmm. So this is really a big game for yeah, Brandeis. Yeah, and if you do that, then suddenly, like, if, if, you know, right now, that district, 28-6A, it looks pretty stratified. Um, you got Connor, Brandeis, Warren, and Brennan, who are probably all fighting for those four playoff spots. But, like, if one of those teams slips... Brandeis especially, because there's room for error like, starts to like end. Like, Jay Lurks. Yes, with Jacob Zeno at quarterback, mm-hmm. they can, they're dangerous. Yeah, San Antonio Jay Lurks. And so, this is a big game, you're right. If, if you're O'Connor, you're, you're, you win this game, you clap your hands together. Yeah, you've got the Brennan game at the end of the year, but you've already, you've already secured a playoff spot. You're feeling really good yes. about that. You're 5-0 and in district. Crazy to think you'd be 5-0 and already. It's October. It's a 10-team district. 11th. Um, yeah, fascinating matchup. Well, uh, big game. Brandeis loses this one. Now, all of a sudden, they got two losses in district, and now they're starting to go, okay. And we got, more in the comp. We, we don't have any more room for major no, mistakes. No, you're, you're, really, you're really not. So, uh, interesting hipster picks. Uh, okay, tell everybody about the horrifying game you're going to on <laughs> Thursday. All right, so Thursday night, I am going to Lowe's Field, Lowe's, Lowe's Field in Dallas, for... A game that has it. What's the spread of that? Seventy-eight. Let me look. I think you think it was seventy-eight point spread. I'm going to watch Dallas Conrad take on South Oak Cliff, and the only reason I'm going to this game the Thursday slate in the Metroplex is trash. It's not a good slate of Thursday games. The only decent game on Thursday night is Keller and Eaton. Four yeah. and one versus four and one. But the problem is, I saw Eaton last week, and I've already seen him in week one. I've already seen Eaton twice. I'm not seeing Eaton a third time. I love you, Coach Miller, and I love your school colors. Yeah. You're pretty awesome. I've not seen you guys three times. Green. Yeah, yeah. Sure. not going to do it. So I was like, what? What game can I go to? Hmm. I've never been to Lewis Field, and I've never seen Dallas Conrad in person. And South Oak Cliff's really good, and I'd, I'd like to see them play at least once in person before the playoffs. That's my logic. Seventy-two point spread. That's my logic for going to see that. Seventy-two game. point spread. Yeah. South Oak Cliff in four games has given up 40 points. Conrad in five games has scored 36. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It, it's going to be really bad. But I, This would be, I will tell you this, listen to me, Conrad Chargers, if you're listening to me. If you beat South Oak Cliff, you will be the 5-8 team of the week. Yes, I can. That yeah, is a promise. Yeah, I can guarantee that. <laughs> um, and then Friday, so Friday I'm off work. Um, switching, transitioning at my day job, so I've got a day off. Uh, and I will be... I'll come in and do Mailbag Friday with you and, you and Max. We'll answer some questions. So team up on Facebook. And then I'm going to leave right from here and go to Texarkana because I'm an insane person. And watch Mesquite Cote oh and Texas High. That's a huge game for Texas High. Yes, and it's a great spread. Pre- legendary East Texas press box spread, according to our buddy Gabe Brooks. So do that. And then Saturday, so then I'm going to spend the night like in Royce City or something, get a hotel room, and then go to Love Field Saturday morning and then fly down to Houston for Clear Falls and Dickinson at 1 o'clock in Clear Creek. And then at 7 o'clock, I'm going to go watch Cy Ranch and Cy Springs over at Cy Fair. Another bad game, That's but bad. Cy Ranch is elite and really need to see them in person. So, 
this is a weird situation for Texas High. They may already be screwed. Um, if they they got to win out, basically. If they lose this game, they definitely have to win out. Yeah. Um, and they're twenty nine point dogs in this. Um, yeah, Poteet's really good. I'm, Poteet's I'm interested. Really good. I am fascinated to see how Poteet handles this road trip because I cannot remember a Mesquite Poteet team travel because even. Even when they've played, you know, like you know, White House in the playoffs, those games have been in the Metroplex. I mean, basically, if you want to tell me that the season was lost last week for Texas High when they lost to McKinney North, I'd buy it. Yeah, they got to win out. So they got to they got to beat, beat Poteet and West. They got to beat both the Mesquites. Yeah, they got to beat Poteet and West. And Sherman and all of a sudden they no, got to no take care over. of business against Sherman, and they got to take care of business against Wiley East. Yeah, and I know Wiley East is not very good right now. They're giving up a ton of points, but yeah, if you're Texas High. Um, this is danger zone yeah, right here. They need like, to win this game. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, okay. Hey, look. The recorder's still going. Yay! Amazing. We are not doing this a third time. If, no. this, do, if this file is corrupted, you'll never hear this because we're never doing it. We're not we'll doing just this tweet podcast. It. We'll just tweet you all of our thoughts. Uh, thank you for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we love you very, very much. You're our favorite people. Uh, please tell all your friends to subscribe. Uh, Step, thank you for doing this for a second time. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week on Tep and Step. Mm-hmm.